What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Save File Podcast, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I am your host, Gold Lion, and today's guest, man, today's guest, he's he's a high-spirited individual, man. Every time I jump into his streams, you can tell he has a good time, and not only that, uh, he's not he's very determined in his career that he wants to do. He's a father, he's a mixer partner, he loves his fans, you can tell by the way, the energy he just puts towards his chat, uh, the drive for gaming, you can tell he's a nerd, that's awesome, we all love the nerds, it's all one bro, it's all one, so I'm gonna get right into it, let me introduce you to none other than Black Superman, what's up bro? Yo, 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 what's good everybody, how y'all doing, how you doing, what's good, thank you, thank you, thank you, go line for having me on this podcast, I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. No problem. You out here doing good things, man. And uh, somebody put your name in my ear, and I'm like, all right, let me check this guy out. And oh, I'm telling you, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely dope, man. It's definitely dope. I like what you're doing in your streams and your whole Black Diamond fam and everything, man. Your community is fucking great. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We try. We try. We're definitely trying to set that good example. Of course. All right, so Black, tell us about your first experience with gaming. All right, so my dad uh, bought me this keyboard console, and uh, it was very prehistoric. It was like one of the first-gen gaming type of uh, consoles, I guess you would even call it. Uh, it was a keyboard, and you would stick the cartridges in the side. It didn't have a disc. They were actually cartridges. So you would stick it in the side of it, and it had a, the controller was a black square, and it had a red button in the middle of it. And it had a very skinny joystick on the top. And I can clearly remember playing Arkanoid, which was a game that went, uh, you had a small little, basically like a spaceship, and it was like ping pong. And you would have to uh, bounce the ball around and knock the bricks. And some bricks were a little more stronger than the others. That was one of the games. And then they also had Dungeons and Dragons. That's when I first learned about dungeon crawlers and running in uh, turn-based games because, I, I, you know, uh, you were running to a monster and yep. they would attack you. And as a kid, I didn't understand what was going on, so I just kept pressing buttons and would get far somehow, you know. But that was really my first gaming experience I can remember is gaming on that keyboard console. How old were you when all this happened? I had to be about, I, I can honestly remember being like five, six years old. As you started real this, early. Yeah, this was like uh, 86. No, 86. this is like 88. I'm sorry, 88, 89. Dang, man. So it was awesome. early, early. Dope. All right, first uh, segment we're going to get into is character creation. A little bit of background in your life. So your gamer tag. So why Black Superman? Oh, man. I uh, It is a bit of a story behind that. Um. I'm not a real big sports person. Okay. And uh, 2007, right before my daughter was born, uh, I used to play on live, and I used to play with one of my best friends. His name was Ace 51. And he got me to get NBA Live 2007. And I, you know, got the feel of the game, learned who I like to shoot with, and I ended up landing with the Phoenix Suns. So as I landed with this team, uh, you know, one day we were having a real wager bet. And I was beating this man so bad to the point to where I was I was gloat talking. <laughs> and I honestly was like, yo, if I beat your ass like this, I'm going to change my name to Black Superman because I'm dunking on you from half court. I just started talking all type of shit. 
And it ended up happening that I won. I won the game. And that moment, I went and I changed my name. And somebody had taken Black Superman. So I was like, no, nah, I can't just, just like quit that easy. So I put an X in the front and the back. And that was it. And that was that was like uh, almost 13 years ago when I changed my name. You were dunking on him from half court? I mean, it felt like it. I mean, definitely <laughs> exaggerated to the 10th power. But, I mean, it just felt like it. Because Amari Studemeyer, when he was on the finish line, I was just going crazy in that game. And, man, it was just at that moment in time, I wish I could relive that moment because it was such an exciting and exhilarating feeling just playing the game and shit talking with your friends and like actually winning like yeah this is your shit and i beat your i beat your ass and now i get to change my name and when anybody asks me why i changed my name i'm gonna tell them this story and i told him that that day when anybody asks me that i'm gonna tell them this and i'm gonna tell them why and but that is that's why i got my name black superman it's a hell of a story man that's dope man <laughs> you still play that game often or not Nah, nah, that's dated. That's dated. We we like thirteen years uh, <laughs> past that. I really don't play too much for. I do dabble in two K every now and then. I do get it every year, and I'll build my player up to like an eighty nine, ninety nine, and one, and then I'll stop. I just uh, I, don't, I I never get to that ninety nine. Ah, uh, okay. So why do you do the Black Diamond Fam? Where did that name come from for your community? Oh man, to be honest with you, one day I was uh. I was just sitting here and I was gaming and I didn't uh, I I had another team. I actually had two other teams that uh I created and you know unfortunately things didn't work out. People separated, friendships were severed, things of that sort. So as me starting fresh, I wanted to signify something that actually you know I, that would attract people. And shiny stuff attracts people. It's just from a kid, from a baby, to even grown-ups, you know, shiny stuff, it makes you look. It makes you, if not even, if you don't stare, it makes you at least glance. So the diamond is, of, of you know, that of itself. It actually makes people like, well, what is that? What is BDFG? And it's honestly just a group of people who love the stream, who want to help each other grow. Well, we actually play together a lot. We uh, we all, we, we do a lot of shit talking to each other to kind of pull that inner beast out and, you know, make your game harder. And I don't know, we're just a group of people who've been playing games forever, forever and ever and ever. And we're probably going to play, be playing video games to the day we die. Uh, we do have a, you know, like a content creation side and we have a few people who are trying to get into the tournament side. So, you know, in a whole, it's just a family. It's somewhere that's safe for gamers to come, to be a part of, to be their team, you know, to help grow. You know, we have people who do the tech side who, you know, when people have trouble with their streams, if people need help setting things up, people need certain emotes to transition to things of that sort. It's people, we got our hands into each and everything. So it's not just based off of gaming either. Yeah, dude, that makes sense. It's a pretty good story. See, that's what I love. Like some people, they like to, they like to just do certain things with their brand for no reason. But mm -hmm. the way you explain things, man, it's it can tell you put a lot of thought into your brand, man. I congratulate you on that. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Cause you know, you go through experiences and you learn, and you learn certain things that you need to do to protect yourself, and certain things to protect those around you, and. 
you know, you just have to put that to use. And with me building this team, I don't want if one day you're up here, your numbers are booming. The next day you're down here and your numbers really aren't, you know, your crowd, the community spread out a little bit. You know, you have to be able to encourage people because I the experience that I went through. So, you know, my numbers aren't always at the top of the list. So that's one thing within the team I try to explain and tell them, like, you're not going to always be at the top, but don't feel bad when you're not at the top. You have to keep grinding. That shows that you're dedicated to it. And it shows your community what you're really trying to do and what, you, what you're about. And, you know, you don't run when it looks bad. So that's just one thing that I experienced, and I was glad I was able to share with a lot of team members that are behind me, that you just have to keep going. Of course, man. Well said, my friend. Well said. All right, so describe your childhood. Oh, man, my childhood. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Man. My childhood was a little different. It was definitely a little different. I, have, I had a lot of uh, a lot of experiences that uh, definitely built me to be the man that I am. That I have the passion, dedication that I have. Um, it was it was up and down, you know. Um, I can remember sometimes, you know, having the lights off, coming home from school, having to do homework uh, with the candles, man, uh, not having hot water. I remember. I remember situations and you know uh <laughs> it's crazy but it's the truth like uh you know my aunt my sister's mom my, my mom's sister she would watch me and my younger brother and she lived in a very bad neighborhood and it was really run down and i can remember one time uh <laughs> it's gonna make you laugh but it's crazy we opened up the poor cereal and it was roaches in the cereal box. And I was like, I told my mom, I'm never going over there. I'm not eating over there. I don't, I don't care what's going on. So my childhood was real weird. Um, I used to get in a lot of trouble. I was one of those kids who, uh, I don't know. I was I was mischievous. I was, I was sneaky. Uh, you know, I was the type of kid that uh, would put my textbook up and be trying to play game boy in the back of the class and my teacher walk up and catch me um oh you there you see me all right my computer froze um i don't know my childhood was very crazy but one thing i always had was my video games so when all my friends would come home they would do their homework they'll knock on the door like hey come on and play like no I'm like, why? I'm like, because I got a new video game. I'm about to go try it out. So uh, through all the mystery, all of that, I always had my video game. And one of my highlights as a kid that I definitely can remember was every Friday, I don't know if you remember uh, this store, but uh, a video rental place named Blockbuster Video. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, if you even heard of that. Mm -hmm. But um, Every Friday I would go and I would rent a new Nintendo game, the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. I would go rent a one video game every Friday and try it out for that whole weekend. So my friends would always want me to come out and play, but I always wanted to try the video games. So that was just, I don't know, video games has just been something that my childhood always consisted. No matter what age, it was just always video games. They, and they, my friends would actually call me a nerd because... All I want to do is play video games. They would call me a black nerd. I was just like, I guess I'm a black nerd. <laughs> you know? 
How was your relationship with your parents? Oh, uh, man, my relationship with my parents. Uh, oh, man. Still working on a relationship with my mom. Uh, me and her. I don't know. I left home when I was about 14. So, you know, uh, our relationships were, weren't really that. I really didn't learn too much from my dad. But, uh, you know, along the way, having certain men figures in my life, I've, you know, you know, mentors, you know, I learned certain things. Uh, I don't have a relationship with him now. Um, you know, you try to give somebody a chance to uh, come around and, you know, try to get that relationship back. And, you know, when somebody just looks at it or takes it as it's not that serious, you know, I just... I had several ties. It was just it was it wasn't good for me, you know, in my headspace to try to continue to try to have a relationship with my dad, and he continuously looks at it as, oh, uh, not this time, or you know, we set up a date to go have lunch, and something always comes up, or it just you know you get tired of me. Like why am I, why why do I continuously set myself up to be hurt? So that aspect with my parents isn't there with my father. My mother, on the other hand, um, she's been there through a lot of my trials and tribulations. But um, me and her relationship is still, I want to say, kind of rocky, you know. It just wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of middle kids say that, you know, they feel like the older and the youngest take the parents away from the middle child. So I don't know if maybe that has any aspect to do with it, but that relationship with my mom was definitely rocky. It definitely wasn't, um, I can always say as a kid, I always wanted more from my parents. And even now I can watch certain videos or watch certain movies and, uh, you know, see certain Things what parents would do with their kids and wish that I felt that, and also um, should be hard sometimes. I ain't gonna lie, and I think about it, and I wish I could redo my childhood and take back certain things and relive certain things, and I don't know, just I don't know. It's crazy. It's just not there. The relationship that I want, that I would love to have, just ain't there. So that's where we at with my parents, though. What were some of the events that led up to you leaving when you were 14? Uh, one being real rebellious. Just uh, my mom and dad were splitting up, and I had seen some things that I shouldn't saw, and uh, just started becoming real rebellious. And not wanting to do what anybody told me to do, you know. Um, you know, as they were splitting up, another man figure was coming into the picture as well. So I wasn't, you know, I got up and I ran away. I was, um, I wasn't going to deal with it. And you know, uh, man, that that honestly changed my life because I was forced at that age when I left. Um, I was in a safe place because I had moved with my friend's mom. And, you know, she was talking to my mom and they talked and I was able to stay there. But that was just a gateway to uh, allow me to do anything I wanted to do. So I don't know that that me leaving at 14 definitely was 
a lot of experience. I came back home uh, for a while, and I got a job, and, you know, I saved up some money, and then I was just like, I'm out. I was so used to not having that parental authority around all the time to tell me what to do. I felt like I was an adult at 16, so I had uh, got my own apartment when I was 16. And uh, life was just very different. I wasn't a kid anymore because I wasn't able to do what all the ki other kids were doing because I was living a different life. I had to defend for myself. I had to take care of myself. I had to uh, make sure my lights and bills was on, you know? So it was just very different. And I would want to be doing the thing that the other kids were doing. And I would want to, uh, you know, be a part of it. But I just always felt like an outcast because I was always doing something different. I was never doing what the norm was. So that was one of the things about leaving at 14 that I learned quick, that I, I definitely stood out. It was just something different about me. I just wasn't that normal kid. I it's learned that. And looking back at it now, what was the, some of the biggest lessons you learned from all that? <laughs> ah, man. The lessons I learned. <laughs> Still learning lessons. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can honestly say one of my biggest lessons that I learned is uh, even if you're mad at somebody, even if you have a disagreement, but you have any ounce of care or love for that person, even if you guys are really on not talking basis, if it's come to fist fights and blows and stuff like that, even if it come down to that, still tell that person that you can and you love them, even if you don't see eye to eye. Because once they're gone, it's something that you, can, you can't rewrite. Um, I remember my brother Kevin, he's one year older than me. Oh, man, he, uh, he died right before my oldest daughter was born. Like maybe I'm like two months and I can, I never forget. He wanted me to go to Sunday service. With him. I go, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going bomb. And he actually, I was chilling on the blog with some of my friends and he pulled up. He's like, come on, jump in with me, you know, go to service. And, you know, just that in the third, go get lunch. And I was like, nah, I'll let you later. Da, 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 da. And I never ended up getting with my brother hanging out, doing nothing. <clears throat> now, uh, that was my stepfather's son, but we had gotten very close. You know, he moved from Germany. He was getting in trouble over there. So he, his father brought him here to America, down to Florida. And we kind of got tight over time. But the lesson was with him, um, man. I'll never forget uh, that Sunday. I never hung out with him. And uh, my youngest brother was uh, blowing my phone up the next morning. Just blowing my phone up, blowing it up repeatedly and like woke me up and had me pissed. And man, that shit still. Uh, 
man, he was like, Kevin got in an accident. And I was like, all right, so that's why he blowing up my phone. He was like, uh, I was like, I'll be over there later. Like, I'm asleep. He was like, uh, he was like, I don't know, what did I say? I said, if he ain't dead, I'll be over there later. He was like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I just never forget my heart dropping out of my chest. Like, what? He was like, yeah, big bro, dead. You need to come to the house. And my, my youngest brother, 2007, he was still in middle school. He was just, yeah, he was still in middle school. And that shit broke my world. I was just like, he just tried to get me to hang out with him. He just tried to, like, spend time. And i never forget that night he called my little brother and he was like, uh, I love you, little bro. He was like, I'm on my way home. I know Pop be tripping when I stay out too late, but let him know I'm on my way home. I just want to let you know I love you. And that's, that's not like something that he would do. So I don't know if he had that feeling that he was, you know, he was really going home or I don't know. And he called the house and he left voicemail saying he loved everybody, you know, tell everybody I love him and I'll be home soon and this, that, and the third. And we woke up to him dead, you know, and that was one of my biggest life lessons because that, that hit so, that hit home real hard because nobody, that was very unexpected. You know, he had just passed ASVAB test, was getting ready to go into the Army. He just, he just, was doing what he was supposed to do, and that just came out of nowhere. And that's when I realized, like, you can, you don't, when you lay down and go to sleep, you're not guaranteed to see anybody the next day, let alone wake up. So I learned that if you really love somebody, you know, no matter what, you gotta tell them, you gotta let them know, you gotta let them feel that, because you can always buy roses and send cards, but person won't get to feel that. You don't get the feeling of knowing that you that they feel your love or reciprocate that love, give it back to you. So you always just got to tell somebody. You know that was one of my biggest lessons that I learned that you got to talk to people and tell them you love them. It's, it's not promised to be here. How'd your little brother take it? And I think I think it hit him harder than we expected. You know, because I had already moved out the house. So, you know, them two started building their relationship because I was gone. And I don't think any of us realized how hard it had hit my baby brother. You know, I think uh, a lot of the tension was on me and what am I going to do now? And, you know, a lot of it wasn't really focused on him because he was the baby. So I guess, like, you know, sometimes... The youngest, the youngest child's emotions get overlooked because they feel sometimes that they don't understand or feel it. Even though he was in middle school, I still feel like they probably just weren't worried so much about that at that time. I mean, of course, we checked on him and talked to him and see how he was doing, but I think it still hit him harder than anybody thinks. 
So after all that, what'd you do next? Oh man, uh, I started becoming because I was very, uh, very close and very standoffish because of my childhood and things, you know, experiences and just the way life had taught me to be. So I was very standoffish, very uncaring. I had turned to one of those people. And when that happened, it kind of opened my eyes and it softened me up. And then I had my first daughter, Anaya. And when I had her, that definitely, <laughs> it changed my world. Uh, they say, you think you're ready for kids? You know, you say you're ready. You're not ready until you're really, uh, till they're here. You think you're ready. Uh, you can buy all the Pampers. You can buy all the wipes. You can buy every all the baby food, formula, everything you need. Still not going to prepare you for that time and that sleep deprivation. Oh, my God. So that was next. Uh, I had my child. And uh, I started staying in the house. And I raised, I stayed home with her because I had a cleaning business then as well. Um, I stayed home with her and raised her for the first part. I'll say about the first like ten months, and I, but I just got heavy on the video game. So I like, cause I stopped playing video games for a while, you know, uh, with my living situations and things of that such. I didn't play as much as I wanted to at all. So once I got established with my family and I had family more, I started playing video games again, and uh. I think it took me over, to be honest with you, because uh, it hasn't been the same since I've been on Xbox Live. From the original Xbox, it hasn't been the same since then. So, um, I don't know, I turned into a real big gamer, and I I got really focused. And then I became really driven on whatever I need to do to get to the next point to make sure I'm secure. So if something ever happens to me, you know, my kids at now, my kids, now, now it's my kids, but at that time it was my kid would be able to be taken care of. Even if, you know, it wasn't forever, I would be able to leave something, you know, behind. So, you know, I it, like reality hit with that. So I started making different moves and, um, man. I can really, as I think about it, I can really see the transition of from when I changed. Yeah, because I really didn't, really was a person who just was, I don't know. I just didn't care. I had been around so much and I had witnessed so much death as a kid that it didn't, I don't know. It had numbed me, but when he died, it changed me. And I'm sorry to go back to it, but man, when he died, it changed me. That's what I think set me off to be a happy person. That's why I say that transition, a happy person, a person that uh always smiling and joking. You know, um that definitely was a turning point. That was one of my turning points what made me who I am today. That happy, bubbly type of personality. That's what that is definitely one of the situations that turned me with my brother passing. What was another turning point? <laughs> Leaving my ch- first child's mother. Okay. Totally, honestly, that was a uh, 
that was a whole situation in itself that just was very toxic. And the day that I got away from that situation, um, man, it was like a breath of fresh air. I, uh, I think within the first, uh, in like the first few months, I, I went to California for a week. I just needed to breathe. I just needed to go out there and medicate, relax with no stress, not worry about my kids, not worry about anything. Just get find myself again because after I was with my child's mother almost almost 13 years, 14 years. I was with her for a very long time. And I had to refine myself because, you know, your world becomes gravitated around somebody when you're with them so long. So now you have to find a new normal. So I had to find who I was because I wasn't my I wasn't who I am now when I was with that person. And that totally changed me. I that whoo man. I definitely wouldn't be able to stream. I definitely would it was just very negative. You know, uh you have a dream or idea about something and for, you know, get shot down all the time. Well, that's not gonna. Work. That's not. Uh, man, I can remember my friend trying to get me to stream. I had my stream channel since it was being from the beginning, but I never streamed on it. because uh, I was just just negative energy around it. Oh, it's not gonna work. How you gonna do that? Da, 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 da. So uh, once I got away from that. And I really realized how people embrace me and the impact that I had when I meet people and I started seeing that in different states. I started really realizing that, okay, this is who I am. I'm not that person who comes around and is quiet and doesn't talk because I'm in a bad mood. I'm not that person who comes around and brings somebody else negative. I'm not that. I'm this person who people like to come up to and talk to. And I can remember one day uh, sitting in the car with my wife at Home Depot. Uh, we were grabbing a few items. And, you know, I have tattoos, I have gold teeth, you know, have that that urban image. And this old lady comes up to me and was like, uh, you and the, actually me and my wife were sitting in the car talking. She knocked on the window and she was like, hey, I just want to take a picture of you guys because you guys look so beautiful together. And she handed me her pocketbook, her keys and everything. I'm just looking at my wife like, what? And she's like, I try to tell you, you have something about you that you make people feel comfortable. People just feel like they can talk to you. And me being away from negativity, I was starting to finally able be to finally be able to see that. And it was it's such a good feeling. I'm not even gonna lie to be who I am now, to be that person when well, no matter where I go, people it's good energy. You know, that is a great feeling. That is something that I couldn't even I couldn't ask for anything really honestly more than that. Because the experiences and the negativity and the things that, and the trials that I've been through, uh 
people who know me say I'm so happy to see you smile and I'm so happy to see you doing well and doing what you're passionate about and making progress with it. And that's that was my biggest turning point. That just changed my whole life. When I finally realized who I was, when I found myself and I wasn't a kid, I was a man and I found myself being happy and I don't know, just being happy. That was new to me because I wasn't happy as a kid. So that was, that was, I had to get used to being happy. I know that sounds weird, but I, I did. I had to get, I had to become used to being happy. Cause I was always, I was so used to like, oh, well, this is happening now, or this is happening now, this is happening now. I don't have that around me anymore. I won't, I won't allow it around me because I know the difference. I know what it looks like. So I want to keep myself happy. That's what I think is I want to keep myself happy. It's a good example, man. That's awesome. seems like you have went through a lot and then anybody that's listening to this, you know, you're setting a good example of, you know, you don't always have to be the product of where you came from. You could always change and make the most out of your life and learn, be a student instead of being a victim of your own life. Oh yeah. I've definitely uh, been on, I definitely uh, can vouch for that. Uh, Oh man, more than a little bit. Definitely. I'm definitely a product of, of my environment. But I don't have the mentality of my environment. I have a different mentality. I have a dedication. I have a drive. I have a vision. I have a goal. I have seen myself being on greater levels than what I am now. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of what I, you know, of a lot of the things I did as a kid and growing up because it made me who I am. I wouldn't be a uh, upfront type of man. I wouldn't be able to speak my mind. I wouldn't be able to, you know, put my foot down or I wouldn't be able to have understanding or be sympathetic to other people's problems. Um, I'm happy I went through all of that. I'm not even gonna lie because it made me who I am. I wouldn't be where I am today and have the impact and the influence I have today without that. That's who made black. That's what made black Superman. So tell us about your streaming career. How did it all start? Man, honestly, I didn't want to stream. Okay. I was so against it, but my friend was so persistent, so persistent, and he wouldn't leave me alone about it, and he just continuously was like, yo, you need to stream. You need to stream. I'm like, bro, I don't want to. He's like, bro, I'm telling you, you need to stream because your personality, you just have what it takes to be a streamer and you know i didn't look at myself as a streamer you know and uh i never forget we spent hours setting up my stream i mean i freaking this is how much i didn't know about it that i didn't want to do it. i was like he's like buy a computer with windows 
I go and buy a computer. I go buy Apple. He's like, why didn't you listen to me? So we had to get Windows on the computer and all of this. It was a whole mess. So when we finally got it situated, I started streaming. And it was very different. Um, it was an experience that I had never felt before. You know, um, I'm just thinking back to the beginning. Man, I remember when I had like 200 followers and was going, going batshit crazy because I had just hit 200 followers and I used to have like two, three viewers, but my channel was growing and everybody I met through the channel was just like, bro, you got it. And I didn't, I didn't believe it. You know, I didn't see myself as that. So I just kept doing it and I was doing it for fun at first. Just doing it the past time, you know, as if I was in between cleaning jobs or if I had a devil. And in the beginning, what with my youngest daughter, I raised her for the first eight months, so I was home with her. So I would stream and have her in my lap while I was playing PUBG and me getting chicken dinner with my daughter in my lap. I never will forget that, man. Um, it started to started to blow up and uh i would play uh mixture had a thing uh, uh hype zone and uh you we would get the hype zone for PUBG, player battlegrounds unknown and we would the hype zone for fortnite and it would bring like five six hundred people seven hundred people in the channel and that's when i started like really becoming a real uh how do I want to how do I want to phrase this I become I started making my mark in the Xbox community because my name for one was like Black Superman who was that so that get that was getting a lot of the name started to get attention and then the hype zones came and getting dubs on Fortnite and getting dubs on PUBG, it just it just turned me into an animal, and I I remember hit my first thousand followers. Uh, I even took my wife out to celebrate, um, and then it just it just became I don't know it just took me over. It just I'm sorry, it just you, I'm I'm thinking of so much uh, with the beginning and man. It's making it's making me it's making me almost go blank thinking about some of this stuff. Um it started growing to the point to where uh I had a real following and I would cut my stream on and I would have twenty, thirty people in it and I say, All right, I'm 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 gonna go for partner and I sat down with my wife and we tightened up, you know, my 
almost something like a resume a resume with my partner application. And I got accepted so fast. I, I almost thought it was a dream. And um, I'll never forget that. I sent I sent in my application, and I think they, uh, like, 9 o'clock that morning, and I had heard back from them within, like, four or five hours after I put it in. And that was, <laughs> when I made partner, that was really crazy. Uh, I didn't think I was going to, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to ever be a Microsoft Mixer partner. And man, when I tell you, you have me thinking of so many memories. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to elaborate. Um, Don't be sorry, man. Go man. back. Go back to the memories, man. Tell us all about it. Tell us how you felt. That was definitely a rush when I got my partner in my career. That was definitely a rush. That was something that I really never thought that I would have. I didn't think, I didn't see myself as having the potential to do that. But everybody else did, and they kept telling me I did. And then before I knew it, it was like I had 5,000 followers. And my wife even was like, yo, this is a you, I've been seeing you continuously on just grow and grow and grow and grow. And, you know, um, being a black streamer, as it is not to say like a black or white thing, but being a black streamer and having the image that I have, I definitely didn't see myself moving this far. And when I did, and when I started to make these uh, past these breaking points and reach these goals, the feeling was overwhelming. Man, when I hit 10,000 followers, I thought I was going to lose my mind. My chat, my community, a lot of community on Mixer was there for that. It was something very, very big. And I've grown with my streaming career. Honestly, I've grown to have a new family. And it's not even just BDFG. A lot of the other partners on the platform, you know, we have relationships. You build friendships with them, and they're there through your ups and downs. Um, they're there when you're happy, when you're sad. If you need help, if they see you slacking, you know, people will pop in, and, you know, they'll give you that daily encouragement. So it's been this streaming career has been very emotional for me as well. Because I've lost some friends, um, but I've gained some friends and I've gained family. Um, it's not always about business with me with the streaming. You know, of course, you know, as being streamer, I want to make money from what I do. I'm passionate about it. I know it's there. But uh, it's more about having fun. Uh, it's more about laughing. It's more about making my community. If I'm not making my chat laugh, then I feel like I'm not doing my job. Because what I've learned in my streaming career, uh, the times that I stream, because I'm Eastern Standard Time, a lot of people get up and go to work, and I'm like their morning coffee. It's so crazy. I'm like their morning coffee, and they say they wish they had the energy that I had in the morning to just turn up and be so amped and just be so ready to just freaking just go. And 
they come in and they feed off of that. And I, I can honestly say, uh, I help people get through their day at work. I help people when they when they're sad and they feel crazy, they come on my chat. Just that that energy just turns them around, and they're like, "Damn, black." I'm glad I came in here to mess with you, man, because I'm I'm in a better mood and I don't feel so bad. Or, you know, when people come in and they have issues, they bring it up in chat and everybody's there for you. Everybody makes you feel like you're safe, makes you feel like you have somebody to talk to. So to me, it's not only about the business. Um, I also learned to that with becoming somebody that is an influencer, somebody that is a role model, somebody who may have, you know, a spotlight on them. I've learned to also still be very humble because you can be popping right now and doing your thing and, you know, tomorrow somebody else that's just a little more popping than you comes up and takes your spot. And, you know, it's almost like putting your foot in your mouth. I don't think you want to do that. So uh, I definitely wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't want to do that to myself. So I've learned to be very humble and just accept what you work for. You know, of course, you want to celebrate your accomplishments. You know, that's, that, that's your right. To, but, you know, it's, I learned it's also at a certain limit because then, then it becomes gloating and you lose more than you gain when you gloat too much. So I learned to stay very, very humble. Learn to stay very humble, and that's another aspect I think people like about me is that I'm crazy, I'm outspoken, but I'm humble, and I'm very thankful. I learn to be very thankful as well because nobody has to spend time in my chat. Nobody had to subscribe to my channel. Nobody had to spread the word, talk, or post, or make, you know, post on Instagram or Twitter or, or any other social media about the channel, you know. It's definitely uh it's definitely not not a given so i just learned to be very accepting and be very humble i congratulate you on all your success my friend that's awesome thank you thank you that's dope well thank you for sharing your character creation man that's dope so the next segment we're going to get into is attributes so i'm gonna name off a few characteristic traits and you you rate yourself from one to five five being the highest all right Alright. Grit. Grit. G R I T. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may be thinking of a different word, so you're gonna have to uh elaborate on grit. grit. What is the meaning of grit? How would you phrase grit? Phrase grit. <laughs> Despite of unfortunate circumstances, your drive to go for what you want. Oh, that's a five. Five. <laughs> no matter what, I shit. All I know is grind. That's all I've been doing my whole life. There is nothing else to do but grind. If if you can perform in some of the worst circumstances with stress, uh, maybe depression, uh, anxiety, if you can deal with 
if you can perform under certain uh, circumstances and deal with that and still come up on top, imagine what and you don't have negative aspects and you're fully focused and fully determining 100% focused on reaching the goal. You're going to go get it no matter what, and that's the type of drive I have. Uh, so I don't always wake up in the best of moods. I'm human. But um, I perform. I know I have to get on my stream and perform because people are waiting on me. They're depending on me to get on and being that good. Yo, what's up? It's black. They depend on me to do that. So you know what? No matter what, I had to get on here and perform. And I'm married, you know? So I may get in a disagreement with my wife or something may happen with the baby outside while I'm streaming. And it may flip that mood. And no matter what, I have to come back to my stream and I have to perform. Or I may have to go clean an office building or a storefront and I can't go there in a negative manner. So what I've learned to do is grit. You got to push that negative down and just go get it. Because if you don't, somebody else is going to do it. And then you're going to feel crazy that you let your feelings get in the way of you making the next level or you getting that next deal or you not, or not getting that contract because you were in a funky mood and you didn't move accordingly. You know, so I just grit no matter what. It's, I'm going to move accordingly. Just have to. No matter what. And then I have, two, I have two kids to feed. So there is no laying down, being lazy, stopping. No, I have two beautiful daughters that I have to take care of, Riley and Anaya. And if anything makes me want to stop, that makes me start up again. Because no matter what, they they didn't ask to be here. I created them. So I have to take care of them. So grit is a five. I wish you said ten. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. Man. I think sometimes I can show too much gratitude. Sometimes it get on people's nerves. <laughs> Cause you know, like my mods, I text them and just, you know, out of knowledge, like, man, I'm, thank you. Like, thank you for what, Black? I'm like, thank you for being my mod. You deal with a lot of my chat, you know, and the next day we may have had a crazy stream and I'll just do it again. Like, yo, I appreciate you. And like, yo, you have to keep telling me that. I'm like, nah, I just want you to know I appreciate you. You know, you don't have to be doing this for me. And you do. I appreciate you. So I definitely, definitely, uh, Gratitude, definitely a five. I think anybody that knows me, how much I try to show gratitude, they'll definitely say the same. I, I'm actually 100% with that. Loyalty. That's a definite five. Why? Why? Man, I've been betrayed so many times. Uh, thrown across so many times. That uh, I would never, ever be disloyal to somebody. It just, it's not what's up. It's not what I'm built off of. It's not what I'm raised. It's not how I was raised. Um, Man, disloyalty, that's just, that's, 
man, that's just one of the worst things you could possibly want to be is disloyal because you got that label on you, man. It's almost a dub for you because uh, these times and days we live, like we're doing this interview, this is my face. If my face was labeled as disloyal or whoever, you know, introduced us, felt I was disloyal or that type of person, we wouldn't be here right now. Because nobody wants to be around somebody who's disloyal. Because if you throw them under the bus, you'll throw me under the bus and him and him too. I don't know. It's very easy. It's very easy to tell somebody's motives. You just gotta, you just have the right situations have to be applied. So this loyalty is definitely no. So loyalty definitely a five. Spirituality. Spirituality. I'm not definitely not where I'm supposed to be. Definitely not where I was either. So. See, I'd be like in the middle on that and be honest with you. Like three. What's man, what's uh what's helping you get in that number? Man, I cause I grew I grew up in a spiritual home. You know. Um no matter what, you know, I always pray, you know, I teach my kids to pray. Um, I just, I'm just, I don't know. Guess just not living the way I'm supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, still younger than my prime. So, you know, I like to hang out, enjoy myself, you know, probably shouldn't be drinking the way I do. No, I am in Florida, so we do have our medical marijuana card. But, you know, some older folks still say, you know, it's the devil's lettuce. All of that. So, you know. But that's really, I can say about that, about that part. Probably shouldn't just be uh, living the way I am. Confidence. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, probably gonna surprise you, but I would give myself two on confidence. Why? I don't be calm. I don't know. It seems like I'm real confident, doesn't it? But I don't know. It's um, uh, you know, um, no, shit. You know, dealing with my first child, mother, uh. So a lot of my self-esteem got taken away, you know, a lot of it. And I used to be real confident. I used to be real confident. Go, go talk to any female, get that number, everybody like, how you do that? Because I know I can do it. You know, I used to be that type of dude, and I don't know, dealing with, uh, how do I, how do I, how would I say it? Dealing with almost like mental abuse, you know? It does something to you. You just never say. And everybody always tells me I should be way more confident, you know? Um, they always tell me that. 
But I just, um, I just don't see it. You try working on it? Yeah, I try. You know, I try. Um, I mean, I'm here, you know, I'm streaming, I'm, I'm still pushing, you know, so I have some sort of confidence, but, you know, I said I didn't even want to stream because I didn't think I could get this far and do this, you know? Charisma. <clears throat> um... <laughs> Definitely a five. I think that's what most people, uh, they like to, my charisma. Just the way I just, I don't know, I can move like this and they be like, yo! <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. I definitely, I definitely give the charisma a five. Like Patience. Just, me being myself. Patience. Whew. Definitely not patient. <laughs> at all try to tell somebody earlier in the game in the match early, uh, yesterday you gotta be patient man and I try to set examples of being patient in my mods or getting on my ass it was like listen to black telling somebody to be patient mister run up in your face as soon as you hear a gunshot telling somebody to be patient so uh, patient definitely Definitely not there. <laughs> Definitely not there. So what number? I get out of two two. I definitely get out of two two. Forgiveness. Forgiveness? Oh, I ain't forgiven. I'm not forgiven. Oh damn! Really? Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. I forgive, but I ain't gonna forget, and I won't give you a second time to uh do it again definitely forgive everybody makes mistakes everybody's under different pressures i'm very understanding when it comes to different situations and sometimes people make the wrong decision but just because you make the wrong decision doesn't always mean sorry is going to smooth it out and you can always get your place back or you can always rekindle what you've put out you know i'm definitely forgetful uh, i'm definitely forgetful i had to forgive people i have didn't want to Whew, Lord knows, didn't want to. But if I were to live with that on my heart, it would make it would start hardening to make me a bad person. Makes sense, man. Logical or logic? Mm, logic. Oh, logic. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sitting here thinking. <laughs> uh, logic. I give logic a four. I wouldn't give it a full five. I give it a four. And the reason I give it a four because sometimes I definitely do some, definitely do some dumb shit. Definitely do some dumb shit. I mean, I'm a human being. I can't say I have it all. I'm human. So, uh, I do some very smart things as well, though, and I come up with very great ideas. Very great, uh, very great scenes. Um, very well put together on that. So my logic, I would give it a four. Sometimes I rush and then I do dumb shit. So I give it a four. I can't give myself the whole five. <laughs> stubbornness. Oh, I give that a five for sure. Very stubborn. 
everybody knows that I'm very stubborn. You can get me to do what you want me to do, but I'm just very stubborn. I'm just definitely stubborn. That's it's the truth. I'm stubborn. And like, black stop team behind me. I just keep going. I don't know why. I just I don't know why I'm stubborn. It takes oh man, it takes my best friend, my mom. She's uh she has to call my real name. Because she's like, he's so stubborn, you just won't stop. So she called my real name, and I'd be like, man, don't call me that. And I turn around. So I don't know, definitely stubborn with certain things. I can't say I'm all the way stubborn. Um, I am stubborn to the point that if you're forcing me to do something, I'm probably not gonna do it. So I, I definitely have some type of stubbornness in me. I don't know. I've I've always been like that. Uh, my mom used to say, uh, go do the dishes. I'm not gonna do them. At the you be like, hey, I brought some chicken home. Uh, we kitchen. Um, we have no king plate. Could you go wash them for me real quick? Oh, sure. We about to go eat that chicken. Yeah. You know, I go wash the dishes. But you like, go do the dishes. Nah. You probably gonna have to tell me five more times or cut my TV off or, you know. Like, I can remember me playing Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 2. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Been playing for like five hours. Need to go to sleep. Then didn't go to sleep. She came back. It was like three in the morning. She's like, okay, so I'm just gonna snatch this cord. And yeah, she had to get real like, yo, because I just been stubborn. I want to listen. So I definitely, I, I give myself about a four. Now I won't say five. I give myself, I give myself definitely four. Self awareness. Self awareness definitely a five, but definitely a five. Um, no, I'm not a skinny dude. You know, I'm not a uh. I'm not a skinny dude. I'm not a big dude. You know, I've been swole. I've been skinny. But, um, you know, but, you know, I'm a little chubby right now. You know, I'm comfortable. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm aware of myself. I know that. And I get these trolls that like to come in my chat. For some reason, they like to call me fat. Like, I already know that. Self-aware that. I, I know that. So what else? And so, you know, me having that self-awareness, it oh, it definitely, just that, using that as an example, being self-aware, you lessen somebody uh, being able to penetrate your brain and get in there and mess with you if you're aware of yourself, you know. And everybody has, uh, everybody has certain things they're self-conscious with. So, you know, being self-aware of that and knowing it, me who's not confident, Listen to me telling you this, but it it just definitely helps you be more confident with certain things you unconfident about. It's just the truth, though. If if you know this is what it is, and somebody's like, "Hey, this is what it is," you're like, "I know that that's what it is already." You're stating the obvious. So what now? You know. So being self-aware is definitely. I would encourage everybody to be self-aware. You know. All right. Last one. Luck. Luck? Hmm. <laughs> Five. Oh yeah. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it luck because it's supposed to happen. So I can't say it's luck. They're more they're more like blessings, not luck. I'm not real lucky. I'm blessed.
I'm not real lucky. Explain that. Explain being blessed. Uh, nothing in my life happen, doesn't happen without it happening for a reason. Uh, nothing in my life just popped out. If it just popped out, it was for a reason. And I'm a strong believer that, uh, you know, with dreams and dreaming of certain things and seeing certain things through dreams. My grandmother used to do that and she would call my mom and tell my mom certain things about me. Not like psychic or anything like that, but just having an intuition more of. Um, I'm blessed with that. I'm blessed to have, you know, uh, been through everything I've been through because some people go through life and you know, they only know one way. So I'm not lucky that I know two different sides of life. I'm blessed because I can see more. I have more experience. Um, I'm blessed because people will show you who they are in due time. That's not luck. It's supposed to happen. I'm blessed because Anything that I want to do, I'm going to do it and make it happen the right way. There's no luck about that. That is one of those persons who, or people, I should say, that uh, just make things happen. That's not luck. Luck is walking outside and finding a $100 bill on the floor. That ain't going to happen for me. I'm going to have to go make my $100. That's not luck. Um, no. My two kids being born with 10 toes, 10 fingers, no cleft lip, no no irregular heartbeat, you know, no, no type of ailments at all. That's a blessing. That ain't luck. You know? That's, that's, that's what I call luck. You know, like just I can never say I've been lucky. Everything is supposed to happen a certain way. So I can either share my story with somebody and, and, and warn them of something, or if I'm, I get put in a place where somebody can tell me something that I needed to know and warn me, and it's happened too many times in my life. It's not luck. It happens for a reason. I'm still here for a reason. I'm not in a box for a reason. I'm not the way my friends are, the way my past friends are. By luck, it's for a reason. It all happens for a reason. It all happens for a reason. That's a good answer, man. All right, so we did your character creation, and you set yourself your attributes. Now you're off to your main quest, my friend. So what is your main quest? My main quest, man, I can honestly say, hmm, my main quest I have to honestly say is to be my main quest is to establish a content creating team, a tournament team who goes and participates in tournaments. We actually, um, uh, to get sponsorships, um, 
to grow as a community, as one. Those are some of my main goals to be financial, uh, to be financially stable from the content that I create is one of my main goals. Um, that's honestly my biggest goal. You know, like I said, I've, you know, lived a different life and this life that I live now definitely want everything and what everything that comes with it. And my biggest goal is just to be an example. One of my biggest goals is to be an example, to be somebody that people look up to and feel motivated by, to know that no matter what, they can go get it and do it themselves. And it doesn't matter your color creed or what you look like or past or your past mistakes. Anybody can flip their life around and make a change and do the right thing and enjoy doing the right thing. So with every main quest, is always some side quests. So what are your side quests? Man, well, with me trying to reach my main quest, some of those side quests are very hard to accomplish because I have so much going on with time. Some of my side quests is uh, to get my merch really out and rocking. Uh, I've been slacking on that. That's one of my side quests. Um, I've completed some of my side quests because I've been networking for years gaming events. I can say years because I got two plus in. You know what I'm saying? I've been going to E3 for, you know, since, uh, what is this, since 18. Yeah, I've been going to E3 since 2018. I've been going to PAX since 2018. And I went all 19. And I'm going again all 20. So some of those networking side quests of getting my face familiarized with some of these devs and some of the gaming companies, that's one of the side quests that I've completed because the love that I feel when I go and they see me and it's just, I think it's the gold teeth, I can't lie. <laughs> I think they remember the gold teeth more than anything. And uh, it's just always love. And they always have, you know, this coming out, that coming out. They want to talk to this and work on this or opportunities for this. So some of those bridges have already been starting to be built and become solid. Um, another one of my side quests is to really, 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 really get to know more content creators because we all honestly put so much time into creating content, editing, uh, putting it out there, monitoring, you know, looking for the next thing that we lose touch with each other. So one of my biggest things is to always try, one of my side quests is to try to always stay in contact with them and to, you know, always be supportive because it's just, I say time is just of the essence and we just don't have enough of it. You know, that's another one of my side quests is allotting the right time to do the right things. Terrible with that. God, I'm terrible. Wait till the last minute to do every damn thing. Everything. Oh, man. Oh. Time. My timing is definitely one of my side quests that I have to work on. Um. One of my one of my one of the ones that's dear to me is uh, my daughter is really good as uh, she watched and she played with me for for a very long time. I play games with her now and I'm very amazed. 
I want to get her one of my side quests. I want to get her into esports. You know, uh, the kids are different than when I grew up. I used to go outside when I did and ride bikes, play football, get hurt, fight, you know, do stuff, you know, toughen your skin up. So I know uh, these days is a lot different. A lot of kids use tablets, they're inside, they're on electronics. They're not really physical like that. So as her growing up in that era, uh, I want her to really engage her full potential. And I want to be that stone that makes it happen. Because as me being her father, it's not always about what you can buy your child, but what path you can set up for your child and help them get down. So for the rest of their life, they'll be set and have a way to take care of themselves and a way to, you know, provide by any means, you know. And this is one thing that I know no matter what, it's not uh, gaming isn't going anywhere. It's getting bigger and bigger. So that is definitely one of my side quests to get my daughter heavily involved and to make it her passion, you know. Yeah, definitely. Esports is definitely making its way up there, man. It's exciting to see this, dude. It's so... And like you mentioned, man, a lot of these kids, they're different nowadays. They don't... And as actors, we used to be, bro. But that's... Oh. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so... You did your main quest, completed your side quest. Now you face your final boss. So what is your final boss you wish to conquer? Man... That final boss. That final boss definitely isn't easy. Oh, man. Whew. Final boss has a lot of health. Hope you know that. <laughs> um, I try to break that. That one of my final questions. I want to break that stigma. Um, I know we live in a time where times are critical, and not to touch too deeply, but uh, the times are hard to deal with. You know, everybody's everywhere. Um, I just want to break that stigma of people prejudging people. Um. I get a lot of people who are motivated by me because they look at me and they see one thing and then they hear me either speak or feel my energy and it changed their minds. And I can honestly say, I feel like I have the power to make a difference through my streaming, through bringing in different genres of audiences. You know, it's just, I just don't have a uh, predominantly black following. I don't have a predominantly Spanish or, you know, white, Caucasian, or, you know, I, it, it's a mix of everything. No, not, you know, and when people come to my channel and they sit in my chat, they know they're safe. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, you're just here to have. So I want to break that stigma of, you know, people prejudging and may, and feeling like, oh, man, he looks this way. He's probably this way. Why don't you get to know that person, you know, or, you know, just 
don't stop being that way. So that's one of my final questions. That's why I am the way I am. It feels good to honestly, it's not like turning somebody, but to reach someone and to reach a person that you never would. You know, I've had trolls come in and talk really negatively in the chat. And, you know, just by staying positive and firm and, you know, just self, they end up coming back later and like, yo, I'm sorry to the you content and I want to be part of the community and I want to apologize to everybody. And just, so it's things like that make me feel like I can do more. Because when those instances happen and people realize the error in their ways and they want to rectify actually part of what's being built, it makes me feel good. So it makes me feel like I'm breaking that stigma. But it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It comes with a lot. Definitely comes with a lot. But, you know, I've been dealing with a lot my whole life. So it's just like another challenge. All right, so you defeat your final boss. And it hits game over for you. What is the impact that you wish to leave when somebody opens up your save file? The impact I want to leave, honestly, is on kids. I want adults. I want teenagers, adolescents. I want them all to know no matter what you do in your life, you can be who you want to be. You can do things and be passionate about it and not have to worry about what anybody else says. Because if you have a dream and you have a vision, you are the only one that can stop it. Once you see yourself somewhere, put yourself there mentally and physically. Take the steps. Learn the ropes. Take the steps. And what it needs to be to get to the point to where you want to be. Um, I'm definitely not. I'm open, definitely want to say that. Man, just got to do it. Don't let anybody stop your drive. Don't let anybody detour you from chasing what you know and you feel in your heart that you want to be doing, whether it's gaming, whether it's painting, whether it's sports, you know, no matter what it is, don't be afraid to chase your dreams. I wasn't afraid to chase my dreams and I chased my passion and I started making the type of progress that people were very amazed with and I amazed myself. So my message to everybody that opens up this safe, I don't be afraid. It starts with taking that first step. You can definitely do it. Look at me. I did it, and I'm still doing it. So that's 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 the message I want everybody to really take in when they open up the save file. You can do it. You definitely can. That's a good answer, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Last question, my friend. Where can everybody find you? Man, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but uh, you can find me at Mixer.com 
forward slash X Black Superman, and that's forward slash X B L A C K S U P E R M A N X. You can also find me on Instagram at progress underscore baby. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Super Black Man X. Um, man, <laughs> on Facebook, uh, Black Diamond Family Gaming. Um, yeah, I think uh, so many, so much other stuff. I wish, I wish I could just verbally show you my Discord link. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's it. We're on Discord too as well, Black Diamond Gaming. That's where you can find me at. But definitely, I'm on Mixer every day. Mixer.com forward slash X Black Superman X. I'm there every day, starting at 7:30, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, for sure. And in the Discord, man, I'll make sure to put the link in the description on the YouTube for sure, so everybody can reach out to you and join the the Black Diamond Fam. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Black Superman, thank you so much for coming on to this platform on the Safe File Podcast and sharing your story, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. I appreciate it so very much. Thank you very much. So right now, I'm going to ask you right now. I'm inviting you to part two. Are you down? Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Yo, ladies and gentlemen. You've seen it yourself. This man, you've heard it. You heard it. The shit that he went through is, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate. And one of the biggest lessons that you can learn from Black Superman is that you don't have to be a product of where you came from. It's not about where you're from. It's about what you do about where you're from. And the lessons he learned in his life is definitely he chose to be a student instead of a victim. And I hope somebody, anybody here in this, at least one person with Black sharing his story, I hope this helps you in your life. I'm out. It's your boy, Gold Lion. Stay happy, stay healthy, and most of all gamers, stay golden. <laughs>